0: Hello and welcome to the Major Gifts Fundraiser podcast. I'm Monica Van Deventer. Let me tell you a little bit about the tribe we're building here at Major Gifts Fundraiser. We're working with people like you who wanna be among the very best in this field. You wanna accomplish great things. You wanna challenge yourself. You wanna grow and you are up for going on a journey because you know a journey is what it takes to become the very best version of yourself. If you're listening to this podcast because you know that in order to be a great fundraiser, you have to spend time thinking about how you'll be a great fundraiser. You can learn more about our new online training programs at MajorGiftsFundraiser.com. And without further ado, here's Clark.
1: Buenos dias, mis amigos. Hey, Clark Van Diefenter here from Major Gifts Fundraiser. Hope that you are having a great day. All right. This is one of my, this is one of my things, right? Okay, <laughs> hang around me much. <laughs> this is one of my things. All right, we become what we think about most of the time. I, I, I just believe that. Uh, I've done some amazing things in my life, not because I'm amazing, but because I am obsessive. I get something in my mind and I obsess over it. So in my early 30s, I was a young father and I wanted a different kind of life for my family. And we moved to Tahoe where I was skiing 50 or 60 days a year with my family. Uh, We went to Thailand for three months. We traveled around a bunch. I didn't win the lottery, didn't get lucky. I just knew what I wanted and I really, really, really wanted it. And I thought about it all the time. I thought about how to get it. There's this quote from William James, who I love. Uh, William James was a Harvard professor. He's considered the father of American psychology. He was actually the first person to teach a college-level psychology class in the United States. Think about that. Right. Like, think about how many people do you know who've taken just one college psychology class? He was the person to teach the very first college level psychology class in the United States. And there's this quote from him that I share with people all the time. Uh, Here it is. Uh, If you only care enough for a result, you will almost certainly attain it. If you wish to be rich, you will be rich. If you wish to be learned, you will be learned. If you wish to be good, you'll be good. Only, here we go, only you must really wish these things and wish them exclusively and not wish at the same time a hundred other incompatible things just as strongly. All right, that last part is so important. You must really wish them and wish them exclusively, and not wish at the same time a hundred other incompatible things. So when I weighed 300 pounds and set a goal to be in phenomenal shape, I had to really wish that I was in phenomenal shape, and not wish at the same time just as strongly for late-night nacho plates. Right. Focus, channeling our life energy, becoming single-minded about a goal. all right and, and guys, when I lost 100 pounds, people people ask me, um, Clark, how did you do it and and I think they always wanted me to tell them some diet like what was the, what did they need to eat or what was the pill they needed to take or whatever And the answer I would always give people, I think frustrated them. like It was like you have to obsess over it, right? It's mental. And this is what I like about you, all right? You are listening to this podcast. No, I I don't like you because you are listening to me. I like you because you are committed to yourself. You want to be great. You want to do great work. You want to advance your cause. You want to advance your own career. You want to be among the best. And you know that if you're going to be a great fundraiser, if you were going to have meaningful relationships with your donors, if you want those things, you have to really want them. And if you really want them, you have to devote mental energy, mental focus to getting those things. So you went out there and you looked for content to help you do that. And you're listening. Practical fundraising advice in bite-sized segments. All right. But if you want to go deep, you need to check out these new courses that we have created at Major Gifts Fundraiser. First of all, like seriously, just go watch the trailer. It's so good. It feels like such a vanity project watching it. I watch it. I can't tell you. I'm embarrassed by how many times I've watched it. Go to MajorGiftsFundraiser.com. Click on the links for either one of our two new courses, The Noble Call of Fundraising and Peak Performance Fundraising. Go to those courses, watch the trailer. I mean, these courses are beautifully produced. I'm so thankful for the team we worked with to put these together. Okay, so in this episode, I want to talk about 10 traits of trusted advisors. So I have my levels of fundraisers, and a level six fundraiser is a peak performance fundraiser. I sometimes refer to a peak performance fundraiser as a trusted advisor. You're no longer the sales guy representing your organization. You don't sit across the table from your donor. You sit alongside them. You're on the same side of the table. You are tight, right? You're helping the donor figure out what's best for for him or her, how they can channel their life energy into the things they most care about. You're not there to maximize profits for yourself or your organization. You may even find yourself advocating for something that's not to your benefit because you're not the sales guy anymore. You are a trusted advisor. Okay, so let's go through these 10 traits of trusted advisors. All right, number one. Number one, trusted advisors are inclined to focus on the prospect rather than on themselves. Okay, they they have enough Self-confidence to listen without judging. They have enough curiosity to inquire without presupposing the answer. They have a willingness to see prospects as partners on a great journey. And they have enough ego strength to subordinate their own ego. All right. Trusted advisors are inclined. Inclined. That's a key word. They're inclined to focus on the prospect rather than themselves. Number two, second trait of trusted advisors. They focus on the prospect as an individual, a human being, not a person fulfilling a role. They do not treat their prospect as a number. It's not just a like a number in, in the CRM, okay? This is a human being, not a wallet with a person attached. And they realize the prospect is a complete person. So matters discussed go outside and beyond the organization and how the prospect can help the organization. This is a human being, not just like someone fulfilling a role. All right. Number three, third trait of trusted advisors. Uh, They believe that a continued focus on problem definition is more important than technical or content mastery. Okay, they like what? What does this mean? They understand that it's it's great to know your facts and figures, right? To know how many programs you offer, or how many countries you're in, or what this how this works, or how that works, or how many majors you offer. All the technical mastery, right? All that's great. But it's meaningless if you aren't able to identify and respond to a person's objections, right? It's one thing to have mastery of your content. It's another thing to to be able to connect that in a personal way. All right, number four, fourth trait of trusted advisors. I believe this one's key. They have a strong competitive drive. Trusted advisors are competitive people. And maybe you're listening right now and you're like, oh, shoot, I'm not a very competitive person. Well, here's the difference. Their their competition, it's not so much they're competing with other people in their office. They show a strong competitive drive that's not aimed at other people in their office or even other organizations. This this competitive drive isn't aimed at competitors, but at finding new ways to serve the prospect. They're creative in how they serve their prospect. They are prospect focused. They're not worried about what other people in their organization are doing unless they can get a good idea from one of them. And they're not worried about what other organizations are doing. They are only worried about serving their prospect. All right. Number five, fifth trait of trusted advisors. They consistently focus on doing the next right thing rather than aiming for specific outcomes. All right, the next right thing. All right, the next right thing. This has been one of my mantras for a long time. Do the next right thing with your donor. Don't be focused on a specific outcome. Just do the next right thing. They have enough self-confidence to not become set on a specific goal. They let the relationship take its course. So with your donors, this is the the all-important question. What's the next right thing? Question, or not question, uh, number six, right? The sixth trait of trusted advisors. Um, They are motivated more by an internalized drive to do the right thing than by their organization's rewards or dynamics. All right, like all, all the things that are like, all, all the carrots that are being hung out of your organization or the whip that's being cracked at your organization. Trusted advisors are more motivated by an internalized drive to do the right thing than the organization's rewards or dynamics. I sometimes say these trusted advisors are like the Dalai Lama of their office. Nothing rattles them. Cool as a cucumber. Seventh trait of trusted advisors. um, They view techniques and processes as a means to an end. They are useful if they work and discarded if they don't. Right? They are prospect focused. They are people focused. They focus on people, not process. All right? People focused, not process focused. So they they understand that fundraising is an art, not a science. So best practices are thrown out the window if someone doesn't respond to them. All right. Number eight, eighth trait of trusted advisors. They believe successful prospect relationships are tied to an accumulation of quality experiences. Right? Yeah. Like great relationships are built on an accumulation of quality experiences. So, trusted advisors seek out interactions with their prospects. They are just looking for reasons to be in front of them. No way they would ever avoid a call. Hope that they didn't run into them at an event, right? An accumulation of quality experiences. Right? Just like I have with my family, an accumulation of quality experiences. Number nine, the ninth trait of trusted advisors trusted advisors believe selling is a form of serving. Selling is a form of serving. At some point you're going to have to ask for the gift, right? Not because you want to win, right? Like this is a competition. No, like you're serving the donor. You understand that the your donor will get tremendous joy out of giving. So asking someone to to give is in the interest of the donor. Trusted advisors believe Selling or asking for the gift is a form of serving. All right. And uh, number 10, 10th trait of trusted advisors. Trusted advisors believe that there's a distinction between our private lives and our professional lives. Right? There's a There's a distinction. There's a line between our private lives and our professional lives. But, all right, here's the kicker. Both lives are very personal. All right, there's a distinction between our private lives and our professional lives, but they're both very personal. The same rules that apply in our private lives also apply in our professional lives. And we become a trusted advisor to friends in our private lives because we care about them, right? Who in your life, in your your private life, right? You're a trusted advisor to someone in your private life and you have earned that role because you actually care about them. The same applies with our donors. You will earn your role as a trusted advisor to your donors when you actually care about them. Trusted advisors believe there's this distinction between our private lives and our professional lives, but that both lives are very personal. All right, there you go, 10 traits of trusted advisors. I hope that's your goal. I hope it's your goal to be that kind of person to your donors, a trusted advisor, a peak performance fundraiser. Hey, I'm honored to have the the, uh, opportunity to help take you there, to help you become the very best that you can be. If uh, you have questions, comments, things you'd like to see me address on the podcast, uh, just a question you want to ask, feel free to shoot me an email. Email is clark at majorgiftsfundraiser.com. That's Clark at majorgiftsfundraiser.com. All right. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great day.
0: All right. Monica here again. If you like what you heard on this podcast, you'll love our online training programs. You can complete our online training programs at your own pace, and you can watch or listen to them from any device. And unlike that last conference you attended, The challenge questions and action steps that come with each of our modules will give you concrete things you can do today to level up as a fundraiser. You'll raise more money than ever before by developing deeper donor relationships than you ever thought possible. So head over to majorgiftsfundraiser.com to buy now. Thanks for listening.